everybody. Good morning and welcome back. Thanks for joining us for another live episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. You know, no matter what the sport is, fans love to debate who's the greatest of all time. LeBron or Jordan? Montana or Brady? Even in the world of professional wrestling, we love to debate who's the greatest of all time. When it comes to drawing power, many would choose Hogan or Austin. When it comes to in-ring and living the lifestyle, whoo, lots would choose the nature boy. But what if we took that question, who's the greatest of all time, and twisted it just a little bit? Take two of the all-time greats, put them head-to-head, and ask the question, who's better? If you had to pick just one, who would it be and why? On today's episode, we have a great debate as we ask, who's better, Bret Hart? Or Shawn Michaels? That question, plus ISPW highlights, updates, and previews all ahead on today's episode. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I sit across from the best there is, the show starter, Mr. Wildwood, Tommy Fierro. Tommy, good morning, brother. What is going on? Good morning, Jumpin' Jay. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing very well. I'm excited for today's conversation, and I'm excited about the ISPW updates, man. You've had a couple of huge shows since the last time we connected uh, last week, Thursday, and so I'm just excited for everything that we get to talk about this morning. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to jump into the, uh, the – well, not even jump in, really. I want to listen to the debate, who is better – Shawn Michaels or Bret the Hitman Hart, like if you put a gun to my head and made me choose, I might get shot because I'd have to really, really, really dive deep into it. I mean, it's such a such a loaded question. It's such a hard question because both uh, both of their bodies of work have been nothing short of spectacular. And the crazy thing is, is that they both pretty much have a similar story. You know, growing into the business first as tag team partners, and then wind up both getting opportunities to become huge household names. So it's a really interesting debate. And that's, that's not even talking about what happened with the Survivor Series screw job. So I'm sure we're going to get into that as well. First and foremost, uh, uh, I want to make mention of the Wildwood New Jersey event last weekend. Now, anyone that has uh, anyone that's not friends with me on Facebook uh, or probably doesn't know the story. So uh, I want to tell the story here first. On the podcast before we jumped into the Brett Sean debate, because I know Jumpin' Jay, you asked me literally ten seconds before we went on the air, tell me about what happened. I go, oh, just wait, and we'll talk about it on the air because I know that you you just went to my Facebook page this morning. So what happened was uh, last Saturday, uh, our big event brawl on the boardwalk at the Wildwood Convention Center. Now, now it's it's the number one vacation destination in New Jersey. Just to paint a picture for anyone that is not familiar with Wildwood, it's like our I know that's saying our Disney. It's, it's no Disney, but it's it's like our big landmark resort that we go to in New Jersey. I mean, the Jersey Shore itself is popular. Wildwood is probably the the most popular for families and vacation and whatnot. So. Uh, it's a big walk-up town to begin with because it's, it's people are going down there on vacation, so it's a week-to-week basis. So typically people go on vacation, families go on vacation Saturday to Saturday or Sunday and Sunday. So the walk-up aspect is absolutely crucial. So keep that in mind as, as I tell the story. So 
Um, we're all set up. We're ready to go. Uh, things are looking great. Tickets are definitely selling the day of the event. Uh, looking for that huge walk-up like I've experienced in the past, on past ISPW shows when I was there in the late 90s. And about quarter to seven, Jay, now our show is scheduled to start at 7.30 p.m. At 6.45, the entire boardwalk goes out of power. A car crashed into a telephone pole, and the entire boardwalk is out of power. Now, luckily, the generator lights popped on at the convention center, but there's no audio, Mm. there's no music, which which it sucks. Trust me, it's, it's going to really, really, really suck. And I and I and I know it's going to suck. But at least, at the very least, with Lifetime, we can still have an event and do not have to offer refunds because if there's no lights, you can't have a show. So now it's you know show's supposed to start at seven thirty. They're they're working frenziedly to try and to, to to make things work. Now the backup generator the, the backup generator lights go out, Jay. Oh, now at word. this point, my 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 heart has sunk into my feet, and I'm saying to myself, "This is it, man. This is it." Like I've waited so long, worked so hard to get to this opportunity to get us inside that convention center, and then this has to happen literally minutes before we're supposed to start. So. You know, I mean, and, and the mayor of Wildwood was there, and he was very hands-on helping out and trying to, you know, make things happen. The, the staff of the Wildwood Convention Center, I can't even begin to tell you how awesome they all were. They were running around like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to figure out any way possible that we can have this show in Wildwood this past Saturday. So now uh, the show's supposed to start at 7.30, and now it's – after it's after eight o'clock, maybe eight fifteen at this point. It doesn't look good, and then mm. all of a sudden, the lights come back on, and there's not a question in my mind, Jay, that my father was looking down on me, and he pulled some strings mm. upstairs to make that happen because that show, I didn't think was going to go off. I I handled it, and so many people told me this because. I, listen, if I'm, I'm inside, I'm dying at this point, right, Jay? I'm, I'm literally mm-hmm. dying inside. But I can't have the fans see that in front of the, and when I'm out uh, in front of them in, in, the, in the crowd. And then I really can't let my guys see me concerned and upset and frantic backstage because if they see me that way, they're gonna they're gonna be that way, you know. So I, I had to hold it together for every everyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was definitely the most serious hour or two of my entire life, man. And, uh, and, and it all panned out. I mean, we lost that walk-up crowd. Uh, sure. It, it, it definitely definitely didn't – I mean, it, 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 first of all, the building's 8,000 seats. So, I mean, and this is a town that's accustomed to seeing Roman Reigns and, and, and John Cena and – Randy Orton. So, I mean, I, I was very happy with the with the crowd, all things considering, especially because we lost that that walk up crowd. But uh, yeah, man, I, my father was on my side, 100. percent He was pulling some strings, and we went from being brawl on the boardwalk to blackout on the boardwalk, and uh, we still we, we still we still pant, we still made that happen, man. So, what a what a story. 
Listen, man, you got to write a book about all the things that you face and all the things that you have to go through when you're uh, a promoter of your own wrestling. Because, like you said, biggest show of the year, and that happens to be the night somebody gets a telephone pole. Like, biggest, show, like, biggest show of my life. Not, not biggest what, show of the year, biggest show of my man, life. Man, what are the odds, you know? Do we know where Vince McMahon was that night? Was he driving his Cadillac on the boardwalk? Is this sabotage? <laughs> No, man. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. I'm so, looking back on it now, I am beyond grateful and thankful to everyone that was involved with that event that had anything to do with it, whether it be the wrestlers, whether it be, you know, my family, whether it be the Stromboli sisters who always hold it down each and every event at the merchandise table, whether it be the ring crew, whether it be the ring announcer. And, and the ring announcer, by the way, Rich Reed did a absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal job keeping the audience entertained during this. Uh, at, at one point, we didn't have any sound, Jay. They ran and got a, a, a bullhorn, a, mega, a megaphone, kind of like Jimmy Hart had. Oh, sure. You really couldn't hear, you couldn't really hear it tremendously well because the, the arena is so big. Yeah. But he, I mean, he really, really, really did a great job. We're actually going to have this uh, entire show, guys, uploaded today on the ISPW Wrestling YouTube page. So everyone uh, check out YouTube today. The entire show, Jay, I know you want to see it, will be available later today on YouTube. That's fantastic. I will definitely check it out, Tommy. Look, I'm glad you have such a positive outlook and a can-do attitude. Uh, I'm glad that your dad had your back, man, because when stuff goes wrong, there's you got two choices. You know, you can say, woe is me and you can have a pity party or you can say you know what let's do what we can and, and put the best show forward show must go on and you're definitely the type of guy to just keep moving forward man and so i'm proud of you for not uh getting down and hanging your head but saying you know what it happened we still gave him one hell of a show thank you brother all right speaking of one hell of a show tommy we got one hell of a debate today because we are taking two of the all-time great you could argue that either of these men could be the greatest of all time and we're simply asking the question who's better and today we have Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels and the thing is I think when I ask that question Tommy if I'm a betting man I would say there is a name that immediately comes into your brain but then you do this thing where you go but I think I don't think I think it's Hard to choose one. I think it's harder to exclude one, if that makes sense. And so I think we both have, you know, in our head who we prefer. But then when you really start breaking it down and dissecting it, how can you choose one over the other? But that's what we're asking our listeners to do today. The call lines are completely lit up. And so we're going to go to them and we're going to have the debate. Who's better, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? You can only pick one. And why are you picking that one? To start off the conversation, we're flying our private jet out to the West Coast to talk to Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning, sir. Welcome to the great debate. Hey, good morning, Jay, and good morning, Tommy. And uh, congratulations, Tommy, on pulling off that event after it looked like uh, looked like you're in serious trouble. I'm sure you're the the perfect guy in that situation to to hold your head high and and put out that air of confidence amongst all your guys and make them feel like it's going to come off. And I'm so glad it did for you. Thank you so much, man. And, and listen, typically I'm a I'm a game day player. Like I I'm good under I'm good under pressure. This was <laughs> this was a little too much pressure, but I, I was able to uh, 
luckily I was able to, to hold it together, man, but it, it was a lot. But I really appreciate those kind words, my brother. No problem. And uh, so I'll start off. Uh, I liked your opening, Jay. I'll say uh, Joe Montana over Brady just because different eras. And I think that if you put one, if you trade eras, I think Joe would have uh, – uh, shown up in this era really well. I think Brady would have shown up really well, but uh, I'll take Joe and I'd take uh, Jordan over LeBron. But uh, as far as Brett and Sean, Sean is probably arguably uh, up there as far as the greatest in-ring performer of all time. But uh, my vote goes towards Brett Hart. Just uh, to me, the cockiness of Sean uh, doesn't uh, – doesn't jive with with what I like as much. Just it's kind of like flavors of ice cream, and for me, I'm just more Bret Hart guy. Uh, it's something where I felt like he, throughout his career, had this respect for the business that gives him an edge. So that's where my vote goes is Bret Hart. And I know you got a lot of callers, so I won't uh, I won't stay here long. I just wanted to put my two cents towards Bret Hart and wish both of you a great show and a great rest of your week and weekend. Thanks so much for uh, always having me on here. Hey, Brian, we appreciate you, you so much, kicking Brian. off today's show, man. And I'm keeping a running, running tally. And so we'll, 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 we'll announce the tally at the end. But as of right now, thanks to Babyface Brian, it is nothing. Bret Hart over Shawn Michaels. And on our Facebook page, on your Facebook page, Tommy, the 80s wrestling one, this post is getting a lot of traction. There's already 38 comments on today's topic. And so I'll try to factor in those numbers as well. But starting the show off, Bret Hart over Shawn Michaels, one nothing. We're going to keep this conversation going. Like, I was going to say, like I, like I said, man, I, I really, if, we, if, we, if me and you both have to choose one, I, I think that's what you're saying. I'm going to have to wait to the end of the episode to, 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 to give you my pick. Because I have a lot, a lot of different things to factor in. And, and I'll tell you what, uh, Babyface Brian, that was a great point that you brought up. I want to make a note of that about you didn't like how cocky he was when he was younger. And, and he definitely was. He, he's, he's definitely – but that that doesn't take away with take away from what a phenomenal in ring performer and how amazing his career was. But uh, if you if, if you're saying that that attitude of his might have tarnished your perception of him a little bit, that's very very valid. So that's going to be I think that's going to be uh, taken into to consideration here throughout this episode. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look at it as far as just their bodies of work and and not stuff outside the ring. Yeah, it's interesting. And I have some statistics pulled up that we can talk about later about some of their head-to-head numbers. Uh, and if you prefer a numbers conversation, I have some of those numbers. But yeah, a lot of times it comes down to flavors of ice cream. What do you prefer? Babyface Brian does not like the, the cocky arrogance of uh, Shawn Michaels. He prefers the more serious, straightforward flavor of Bret Hart. And that all factors in well, when you're a fan. I, I got a question two for you, Yeah. I got a question for him. Then, then why is he such a total with Tom fan then? That's that's a great question. You want me to bring him back on and ask, or do we just want to leave that hang out in the air? Because Toto Atara has definitely got a little bit of uh, HBK in him, uh, and maybe we'll connect with him in a little bit. But we're going to keep the conversation rolling. Bret Hart over Shawn Michaels as it stands right now, one nothing. But we're going to the firehouse to connect with firefighter Brian. Brian, good morning, and welcome to the great debate. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you? I can't complain, can't complain. Hey, listen, uh, first things first, you know, it seems like every week we're doing one of these. You did a uh, 
Did we did a tribute show last week, and then the next day, you know, yeah. rest in paradise, Bray Wyatt. And uh, Tommy, I saw uh, the video that night. You guys had a show, your supper slam, I think it was called. And uh, you did a great trip. You opened the show mm-hmm. with a great tribute to both men. You guys did a great job with that. Um, I actually thought, you know, you saw between, uh, you know, SmackDown, uh, Collision on Saturday night, and, of course, All In. Um, and if let me just ask you guys, did you guys see All In? I did not watch All In. No, I didn't. But I've heard right, I've you, heard reviews on it. I've heard good things, and I've heard some interesting backstage stories. But did you watch it, Brian? Yeah. The, oh yeah, I, I watch. I try to watch everything. Um, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's uh, so far show of the year. At least you know big show. You know pay per view. Um, fan absolutely fantastic. Had something for everybody. Had and it had tributes to Terry Funk and, and Bray Wyatt. You know, you saw them throughout the weekend all over the wrestling world. and uh, But I got to say, you, Tommy, you guys did a great job with your opening tribute and uh, how uh, how Bo ended his match. He had the first match of the night and ended it with a sister Abigail, which you didn't see at all this weekend uh, from anybody. So uh, you guys did a great hey. job. And Thank I just you. Real, 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 quick, yeah, real quick, I want to say, ahead. I want to make mention that I appreciate you saying that anyone that, uh, I uh, want to see that opening segment, by the way. It's on our ISPW YouTube page. Now, we were planning, just want to make mention this real quick, we were planning a 10-bell salute for Terry. Now, this this show is last Thursday, by the way, Jay. We did a show last Thursday, too, leading up to the Wildwood show. So uh, Terry had just passed away, and we were planning on doing a 10-bell salute for him. And then, you know, literally an hour before we were supposed to go start the show, we find out that Bray Wyatt has passed away. Now I know how quickly things travel through, you know, social media these days, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what have you, but I guarantee there was at least some people that were sitting in the audience uh, at ISW last Thursday that did not hear that yet. And we came out in the beginning. Now this is a rough situation to be in too, because, uh, this it literally just happened, and Bray Wyatt, you know, you know, Terry, unfortunately, we knew for a long time that, you know, Terry wasn't in the best health, and, 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 and when someone's older, you know, when he passes away, and you know there's complications and problems in recent years, it's, 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 never le- it's never less of a hit, but you can prepare for it more. When it's a 36-year-old man in his prime, one of the biggest stars in wrestling, and he passes away, that's a completely different animal. So mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of really difficult to navigate through that that quickly because I don't know how many live events there were last Thursday in wrestling. Uh, so we might have been one of the first to, to do that. And it, it was, it was, it was, you know, and, and then as a promoter, you're thinking, I'm just giving you from, from my perspective, uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the air out of the, out of the out of the, out of the room because this is a, a, a man that's 36 years old, in his prime, one of the major stars in wrestling, and we're we're telling the fans that he's he's died, and then mm-hmm. they have to sit through a night of wrestling. So I I, I think that my crew did a, a fantastic job of entertaining everyone. Uh, I think that uh, the fans were were really 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 
uh, great about it. And yeah, it was it was tough, man, but we 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 got through it. Uh, you most certainly did, and I re- and what I really like about you, Tommy, is that you kept you know what and all the wrestlers paid tribute, but you kept K five. The heels were on one side, faces were on the other. That's how it should be. Listen, I've I've buried so many people. I've been to so many funeral homes. It's like it doesn't do anything to me anymore. It's like going to a uh, into a Seven Eleven. I don't feel anything because I've been to so many so many of them. Okay, um, but I got uh, you know it was a uh, but it was a very uh, powerful. But you know what, the show must go on, and you guys. Put it on. Everybody put on their shows this past weekend, despite the bad news. And um, did, now let me just ask you before I move on to the discussion of the day, uh, Tommy J. Any uh, memories of meeting him or working with him or even just watching him, Bray Wyatt? That is. Uh, I'll go, I'll go first. I I never had the opportunity uh, to to meet or work with him. Uh, just a, a mire of of his work, and man, he was. He was super, super special, and I think that uh, you know I, I can I know I can say that WWE, you know, when he came back that second time, and he came back with such fanfare, and I think that I don't know what what the situation was if it, if, if creative was if it was his idea it was their idea it just for some reason it just it didn't translate the way they wanted to make it happen or the way it's supposed to happen on 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 the screen. I, I think that they could have. I think that he could have been the next Undertaker. I really, really do. He was so special, so creative. Uh, yeah, man, I was a, a, a huge fan of, of his work, and I'm sure you guys were as well. It's just, it's, it's a tragedy. And, and, and another thing, also, like when you hear someone young like that passing away, uh, and especially in this business, unfortunately, you, you automatically start thinking the worst. And thank goodness that that wasn't the case. And it's, it's a horrible tragedy. And yeah, man, he's he's that. This one's gonna sting our business for a while because, you know, not that many. If you think about it, guys, not that many stars have been created over the last twenty, twenty-five years in our business. And you can probably really, you can count them on two hands. You know, you know, Randy Orton, you know, John Cena, Bray Wyatt. He's he's in that conversation of big stars over the last twenty years. So that's why I think it. It still, it still stings the wrestling business and the fans just because they've grown accustomed to them over the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah, I think yeah, I would echo that. I would echo what Tommy said. I never met him. Big fan of his work. I think the Bray Wyatt cult leader of the Wyatt family character was, you know, you're, you're big on people that make a, an impact on the business, uh, Firefighter Bride. And I think that character was unique and i think that made an impact on the business you could argue that the fiend uh was as well i'm more of a fan of the cult leader wyatt family bray wyatt but the fiend was uh, was absolutely uh unique and kind of a different character and like tommy said pushed right marketed right he could have been a phenom similar to the undertaker type character uh incredibly sad you know when you're a kid all these wrestlers they look like old men to you. And then all of a sudden you become an older man and there's guys younger than you passing away. And it's incredibly sad. And so, yeah, tremendous loss for the industry as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, you look at, I agree with both you guys, uh, Jay, I agree. Uh, he, the, the, uh, the Wyatt family. I love that. That was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Um, 
just then again, so was the feet. You know, the Firefly Front Funhouse. That was unlike anything I'd seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was he. He kept finding ways to reinvent himself and to stay fresh. Um, Tommy, you, you do bring up a, a point. You know, unfortunately, he fell into the same trap as Rusev and some other guys did. They were flying so high and soaring so hard. Mm. Then they have the WrestleMania match with Cena or the big match with a big guy, and they lose it, and they just can't recoup. And it wasn't wasn't Cena's fault, okay? But ever since he lost, once he lost to Cena at WrestleMania 30, they just could not get him back to where he was. But he had a... Had a great career in such a short amount of time, and it's uh, unfortunately it's uh, it seems to be a reoccurrence in the rest and, and anything. So you know, so my grandmother, may she rest in peace, would say, "We're here today. Who knows what tomorrow?" And mm-hmm. um, and I'll just say, uh, Tommy, again, great job this weekend. You know, I've done some ring announcing. We've had some issues, but that was just. I've been working in construction for over twenty years. I've never seen anything like that. So uh, you're able to get it going. God bless. And I'll just say this because you had me on for a while. I'm sure you got people waiting. Uh, Brett, Sean, I'm saying, Brett, the reason being, don't get me wrong, Sean had a lot of great moments, extremely influential in his – I thought he was much better as a heel than a face, but he wanted to be a baby face because that's where the money is. That's where the merchandise money is. But how he transcended the business, you know, with Degeneration X, um, Sean was a fantastic wrestler who could have a wrestler in any type of match. Brett, same thing. Thing was, he could have a great match with anybody. He was able to get great match out of Yokozuna, out of Skinner, out of any bad gimmick or whatever different style it was. Brett was able to do it. Sean, on the other hand, Brett even said when Sean was a champion, he said it on TV before Kate, the, the fourth wall was broken. Sean's a great wrestler, a great champion, but he makes a lot of mistakes, which he did early on. Uh, but I think the main difference, look at rivalries. Both had some great feuds over the years. But if you took a top ten of feuds of the 90s, Brett would be all over it. Mm. Sean, not so much. In fact, the only entry Sean has in that list is his feud with Brett. And it really wasn't that big of a feud in the 90s. The reason it's gone there was because the impact it's had, you know, Montreal and all that. So that's why Brett gets my vote. And um, Alice, what you guys think? And, uh, and I'll let you guys go on with the show. Great talking to you guys as always. And I'll hopefully talk to you next week. Sounds good, Brian. Thank you so much. For Thank all you, your brother. comments and for weighing in, I think Tommy and I are going to save our our two bits for maybe the end. We're going to get through some more callers and we'll share kind of where we're at. Uh, but so far, based on callers, Bret Hart's up two to nothing against Shawn Michaels. Facebook, I've been tallying those as I've been sitting here, and uh, that's an interesting story to tell as well. So we'll touch that on later on. Uh, up next, we're going to Danny from Butler. Danny, welcome to the great debate, man. Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, uh, tremendous uh, topic. Uh, you know, obviously I want to, you know, you know, pay my respect to Bray Wyatt. Gone way too, you know, way too fast. Guy had a, you know, I think he had so much untapped potential that, 
that didn't really materialize, but he act, you know, he, he did make an impact. The guy worked phenomenal. He was charismatic. He was great with the mic. And it's like I said, it's just a, such a tremendous loss. You know, you know, you go from, you know, you look at the lad this past summer, you look at, you know, first, you, you know, Iron Sheik, superstar Billy Graham, Terry Funk, and now, you know, somebody at this so young that has so much potential, so much to live for, you know, it, it definitely hits a little bit different. Not that one, you know, one life matters more than the other, but like I said, you know, you got a whole life ahead of you. These guys pretty much lived their life and pretty much knew, like, you know, you said, Tom, you know that the writing was on the wall, but, you know, you didn't see this coming. Um, you know, uh, Jay, you uh, started a topic off so great. I'm going to piggyback off uh, of, uh, of uh, Babyface Brian, you know, before I get into my Sean and Brett uh, debate, you know, I'm going to go Joe Montana, even though Brady's great, Joe Montana, back then he played in an era where you could actually hit the quarterback. You know, pretty much Brady changed the game where, you know, he put him, you might as well just do a, 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 flag, a, a flag on him or a skirt where you can't, you, you couldn't touch him. Uh, you know, you, you should know, Tommy, your Giants knocked the Montana out of many football games back then in the 80s and the 90s. So he played in, a, in an era where you actually hit a, hit a quarterback and you won't go to jail. Uh, I got to go with Michael Jordan as much as uh, he broke my heart so much times as a Knicks fan in the 90s. He played in the era where you actually could actually hit somebody. And LeBron 6'8", you put a fingernail on him, he's crying for every every foul. So pretty much, like you said, it's a generational thing. But that's my uh, take. Um, Sean and Brett, you know, if I had to go with somebody, the, the, the um, in-ring performer, you know, flamboyant, and, you know, like you said, guy that just, act, you know, captured the crowd, you got to go with Sean. Um, as far as in-ring ability, the work ethic, the respect that he commanded from his peers, you're going to go with, with uh, all the way. I'm going with Brett all the way, personally. Um, like I said, it, it's a shame that era that they, you know, where they had their work. I think Sean would have been looked at with more, a, a lot more, reverence if, you know, he probably, you know, at that time of his life, he was in a, in a dark spot where, you know, I think he always had a chip on his shoulder. You know, he obviously had his demons. So I think that kind of affected the way people kind of portray him and, and look at him, even though, without a doubt, I don't think there was ever a better showman than him when it came to entertainment. Uh, but as far as the in-ring work and the respect that he got and, you know, obviously all the accolades, I got to go with uh, Brett 100%. That's, that's a great way to break it down, man. And so I'm going to put your tally mark in the Bret Hart column to make it 3 nothing via the callers. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it all depends how you look at it. You're absolutely right, Danny. You can critique it so many different ways, um, but you did a great job breaking down your opinion, and at the end of the day, you're choosing Bret Hart, so that's where your tally goes, man. Thank you for, for weighing in on our debate this morning. Uh, 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 Thank you, uh, By the way, before... Before I get on uh, Lucas, do you want to? Lucas wants to weigh in on his uh, opinion, yeah, so you might sure. add another tally. Lucas, Let's do it. Do oh yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Brad. Why? Because he had like his title reigns with the world title were more than Sean. Ooh. There you go. Listen. <laughs> there you go. Thank so, you, Lucas. I guess you that. <laughs> Listen, he knows his stuff. You know, Bret Hart, WF champion five times, 
Shawn Michaels. Hey, hold on. Real, real, real quick, I want to let our, our, our listeners know just how cool Lucas is. Lucas, come back on real quick. Now, Lucas Luke, is Luke, uh, Danny. Lucas, come, come over the, here. They, they come to the Wrestling Collector a lot. Uh, Danny, Danny, luckily, only lives about 15 minutes from the Wrestling Collector, so they stop in every now and again. And I'm blown away by just how good little Lucas – now, Lucas is seven, correct? He's eight. He's eight. Okay, I'm blown away by how great Lucas knows the wrestling business. Lucas, what was yeah. the main event of WrestleMania two? Steel cage match. Ooh, who was in the steel cage match at WrestleMania two? That's a tough one Hogan for an eight year old. Oh my goodness, that's right. That's a tough question for an eight year old. I'm impressed. No, it's not. Okay, well, and one more. One more, Lucas. Lucas. One more, now, then we'll let you go, Lucas. What was the final match in the night at uh, the WrestleMania Four Heavyweight Title Tournament? Who was in the two last guys to wrestle in Macho the finals? Macho and Ted DiBiase. Can't stump them. <laughs> I awesome, love it. Man. I love oh, it. Man, little Lucas knows his stuff. Lucas. Lucas, well uh, done. I hope you enjoyed your summer, buddy. And best best of luck to school next week. Okay. He he. Thanks to he uh, he he's a uh, he's right now he's uh, distracted on the the YouTube live channels. But, uh, you know, Tommy Jump and Jay, always a pleasure. You guys have a tremendous uh, Labor Day weekend, and I will look forward to talking to you guys next week. Hey, yeah, you man. too, Danny. You, Thank, you, Thank so you so much. Listen, man, Lucas is right on the money. Bret Hart has five WWF championships to his credit. Shawn Michaels has three WWF championships, but also a world heavyweight championship, so you could say it's four. Um, and I know it's not necessarily number of reigns, because – you could have a single reign that means more than a guy who has multiple sure. reigns. But Lucas, for an eight-year-old, pretty sharp, man. He knows his stuff. Yeah, so, man. Hey, before, before, listen, before you jump into the next caller, I did, I did, a, little, uh, I did a little research while, I was, uh, while you were talking. So I went into cause social media, especially in 2023, is so crucial. And you can get an idea of – what's over and what's not over can judging by the amount of followers something has, you know, at least, mm-hmm. at least, at least to get an idea. Now take into consideration though. Now I, I saw these numbers. I just pulled them all up and they're alarming. They're alarming when I say them. And, and I'll tell you why they're alarming after I, I give you these statistics. So Shawn Michaels really doesn't have an official Instagram page, uh, but Brett had 920,000 followers on Instagram. So Instagram really doesn't count, but let's look at Twitter and Facebook. So on Twitter, Brett the Hitman Hart has 1.3 million followers. Again, Brett Hart has 1.3 million followers on Twitter. And how many things Shawn Michaels has? Uh, he's got- without, without you going to the Google machine and, and looking it up. Right, Sean Michaels still heavily involved with the WWE product, so I got to feel like he's got some of the WWE universe on his side. How many did Bret Hart say? One point? How many million? Uh, Bret Hart had one point three million Twitter followers. I got to, I got to think it's pretty close. I'll go one point two for HBK. Okay, Sean Michaels has three point nine oh, million oh, Twitter word. followers. So, I mean, that's a gigantic gigantic difference. I'm going to do this next one. Then we're going to to discuss it real quick and then move on to the next call. So uh, on 
Facebook, Brett the Hitman Hart has 1.7 million followers. Ready for this? Yeah. Shawn Michaels has 8.4 million followers on Facebook. That's a whole different ballgame. Now, let me let me explain to you why it is this way. It's because, like you just mentioned, Shawn Michaels is still heavily involved in the WWE product, and it just shows you the global reach, especially social media-wise, that the WWE has when you're in that bubble and when you're in that machine. Uh, that's the, 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 that, that spits out the results right now because you can't. You can't really say who's the bigger name, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. They're, they're, they're pretty neck and neck. They, they really, really are. But when there is a uh, almost 7 million follower difference on Facebook, that just goes to show you just how strong uh, the WWE product, brand, and everything in between is. Uh, the, the, the proof is in the pudding right there. Yeah, that's very interesting to me. You know, I'm not on Twitter personally, but what I, my assumption would be this. As Shawn Michaels is still heavily involved in the product, he's probably going to toe that company line and his tweets will probably push their product. Where Bret Hart's at a stage in his life where he kind of, he'll do some shoot interviews and he'll kind of tell you exactly what he feels. So from an outsider who's not on Twitter, I would assume that Hitman's Twitter feed is probably more interesting than Shawn Michaels is. But again, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know that. So those numbers are, are surprising to me when he has that many more followers. Yeah, man, just just a just a statistic. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't point the finger to one being right. better than the other. But and it's just, interesting. Just an observation. And just yeah, especially just being in that WWE bubble. Because I'm sure anytime WWE posts something about NXT or something, they will tag Sean Sean's name in it. You know, so like he's it just it's a, a really crazy uh, difference in followers. But again, that has nothing to do with who's better. Just just I just wanted to make mention of that just because. It shows us how strong that WWE machine is. That is absolutely right. Uh, up next on the call line, an unknown number. So it's either a first-time caller or my bookkeeping is just falling through the cracks. And if I know my area codes, which I've established, I do not know them. It looks like a Canadian number. And so I think I can already put a tally on a certain side of my ledger today. But area code 867, welcome to the debate. Brett Hart or Shawn Michaels, what's your name and where are you calling from? Say good morning, guys. It's Rick from Canada. Can you hear me? Rick, we can hear you. How are you doing today, hey, Rick, Canada? how are you? Well, not too bad. Yeah, this is my second time. I actually called in on your uh, 100th episode when I took the day off work. This is the second chance I've had to uh, give you guys a call. Well, let me update yeah, my yeah, call sheet, You've done a sheet, horrible Rick. job. You've been a horrible Listen. job bookkeeping, Jumpin' Jay. Horrible <laughs> job, but I'm, I'm correcting it right now. Rick, thank you for calling back. And I have an assumption already on who you're going to pick, but I'd love to hear your input on this great debate. Who is overall better, the hitman or the heartbreak kid? Now, I'm going to surprise you, and I'm going to disappoint all Canadians, but I feel like oh. i got to go in a different, different direction since everyone's going for Bret Hart. Um, my only comment, I think, would be I was never a huge Bret Hart fan, and, and taking nothing away from his wrestling ability, one thing I found with Bret, he was just – he didn't really evolve, in my opinion. He was the same character, kind of a grumpy Bret the Hitman Hart from the time he was in the Hart Foundation, then as a solo. He just didn't change at all, where I found Shawn Michaels was much more entertaining – 
you know, he was with the Rockers. He did the heel turn with uh, Jeanette through the uh, barbershop, which is obviously a pretty famous moment. You know, the Heartbreak Kids, all the Degeneration X stuff, just the, even the comedic side of some of the Degeneration X. I just found, and then, of course, in, and then into his later years, I just found Sean evolved and changed his character so much from a purely entertainment side that Sean did a lot more of that than Brett, whereas Brett was just consistently the same Brett Hart character. I know he has more championships and in-ring talent probably to Brett, but I feel like just entertainment-wise, I thought Sean did a lot more and a lot of much more different angles. But just from a fan's point of view, that I'll have to give it to Sean, I think. Listen, Rick, I am I am surprised to hear a Canadian pick Sean Michaels over Bret Hart. I respect you for your decision and for uh, for not just towing the uh, the country line there. Out of curiosity, if you had to guess, how many Canadians percentage wise do you think would choose Sean Michaels like you did? It's got to be a pretty low percentage. Yeah, I would probably put that in about a ten percent <laughs> range. But um, I do, like I said, I, just, I was never just a fan of Brett. Growing up, I was like a Roddy Piper fan and Macho Man. I just found much more energetic mic skills and an entertainment, which I never felt. And I think growing up, comparing Bret Hart to Roddy Piper and to Macho Man, I found, or Hogan, I just found Brett wasn't at that tier, which I felt Sean is a bit of a higher tier just from an entertainment mic and entertainment. And I just didn't – and I've never, ever felt since I was a kid that Brett was actually in the same category as some, as some of those top-notch guys, just from an entertainment standpoint. But I would say, um, yeah, I would say it's a low percentage of Canadians <laughs> that, would, that would probably support my vote. Well, I will tell you this, Rick. On the Facebook page, 80s Wrestling, that Tommy runs, every, every Thursday he'll post the topic of the show, and this one is getting lots of comments. The number one comment against Bret Hart, is that a lot of viewers found him boring. And so when you say he's not as entertaining on the mic as a Piper or as a Michaels, that's kind of a common uh, comment that we're hearing is that while technically sound in the ring, overall presentation pales in comparison to Shawn Michaels. He falls on the boring side when you compare the two head to head. Yeah, that would be my main point. Yeah, I would agree. Well, Rick, we completely appreciate you calling in. I've added you to the call log, so I will recognize the number next time you phone in, and I hope we hear from you soon. Thanks, Chad. Really enjoyed the show. Still listening every week, so keep up the good work. Thank awesome. you, sir. Thank you, man. Well, there we get our first tally in the Shawn Michaels side of the ledger this morning, Tommy, and it's a Canadian. Who would have saw that coming? So right now, based on callers, four people have chosen Bret Hart. One has sided on Shawn Michaels. The uh, internet comments are more split than that. Um, but yeah, like he echoed, Bret Hart, the only critique people are saying is when you compare them head-to-head, while their in-ring work is both very high from a presentation standpoint, Bret Hart might be a little more boring, and therefore some people are choosing Shawn Michaels. It's been a great debate so far. Uh, Tommy, have you been swayed one way or the other, or are you still weighing in uh, as we have two more callers on hold and then some statistics to share? Yeah, man, I'm I'm still weighing in on my end. I'm, I really am. I'm, I have actually in front of me right now, I have a pros and cons list in front of me at my desk here at the <laughs> Wrestling Collective that I'm, that I'm working on. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still listening to everyone's opinions and I'm enjoying them very much. 
Sounds good, man. Well, we'll keep this conversation rolling. We'll take these last couple calls, then we'll weigh in with some statistics and maybe give our own opinion. Up next, uh, the show is going from a podcast to a party because we're connecting with Marty from Millville. Marty, good morning, sir, and welcome to the great debate. Brett Harder, Sean Michaels. Good morning, Jumpin' Jay. Good morning, Tommy. Um, yeah, good morning, Marty. Great topic. Um, Tommy, do you want me to uh, get, give my opinion about what I saw in Wildwood, or should I just jump into the Sean-Brett debate? I, I Listen, man, I, I'm so happy you called up today because I would absolutely love your firsthand perspective of the entire show. Uh, what stood out to you? What caught your eye? Uh, how the, uh, how was the, the, the feeling in the crowd while you guys are waiting for the power to come back on? I'm so happy you called up today, Marty, because Marty was there. Marty brought the party to the Wildwood Convention Center last Saturday, Jump at JCM, yeah, and the floors are yours. Take your time. Talk as long as you like. First of all, Marty, did, uh, did, you, drive, did you drive there? Were you responsible? Yes. Were you responsible for the power outage? Oh, that's, oh, that's what I'm asking. That. Oh, I, okay. I thought you meant if I was drunk. But, no, um, no, no. <laughs> did you drive there? I wanted to know if you Yeah, I drove responsibly, the... Jay. What the okay, hell good I deal. Like good deal. Uh, so what no, did you I, 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 I drove and parked safely. We got there early because, like I said before, Max Pizza on the boardwalk is the greatest pie you'll ever get in the world. Um, and we rode some of the roller coasters. Tommy's right. It's, in terms of having a good time, Wildwood has everything. Uh, and, and it's my favorite city to go in the summer, too. Uh, but luckily for me, I'm only about 40 minutes, so I can get down there a lot easier than Tommy can. Um, yeah, so we get there, and it was weird because we were walking on the boardwalk, and everything's out. And we're like, oh, shit, like, convention center's got to be out, too. Mm. We get in there, and it's dark, but you can still see, like, the, the backup lights are on. And we're like, all right, you know, they're, they're going to handle it. We just knew, like, everybody was where they needed to be. And it's funny, I ran into Tommy coming in, and it was a very quick hello. Like, he was nice, but it was, like, it was like still, like, you could tell he had shit going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, when it, Tommy, when I talked to you at the end of the night, you were a much different human being. You, you, were, you were, like, you could tell, like, you know, you guys pulled off a hell of a show, and it was finally time for you to, like, be at ease. Um, so two, two different, two, two different Tommy Fierro's there, but the opening match to start with a steel cage with two high flyers was awesome. It was a way to set the tone. Uh, GKN, that guy is awesome. Uh, the Phoenix, I, I love the way he endears himself to the young fans and gets them involved. I saw that up, um, rock and wrestling in May, um, Kalitri. That guy's awesome, too. Uh, he just has that presence about him when he comes out. That was a great match. ton of action. Um, the Sandman was cool. He actually came out to entertain people while we were all waiting. And it was like, you know, I, I don't know what you're thinking was, Tommy, if this is it, but it was like we need you know, keep the crowd into it and get excited. Well, Sandman comes out. How are you not going to be excited? And he put on a show, and he had the kendo stick, and that was awesome. Uh, the Richard Holiday match. That was the first time I've gotten to see him. Um, that guy, that guy's stock is rising. He, he's got a lot of upside. I, I see why there's a lot of faith in him. Um, that was a, that was just a good match. Uh, I loved uh, Superstar and Crowbar finishing the night. That was great. And you know, I don't know those guys personally, but you kind of 
through social media, whatever, you can kind of get an idea of those guys as men. And so you, you know the background a little bit, that they're good guys and, and all that. They've been working for a long time, but they put each other through hell, you know. And in wrestling, like, to wrestling fans, it, it means something different. You know, like, you know what these guys are doing out there. You know the show they're putting on, what they're trying to do. They killed it. The moment at the end um, where they came together, like, that, that was just su- such a great send-off. Um, but the whole the whole night was good. I, I loved uh, Scotty Tuhati and, and Fandango, or Dirty Dango, whatever. Um, that was great. Um, Vicious Vicky being victorious again, she's awesome. Um, I like Tina San Antonio too. I, I thought she she's a great heel. She's a good opposite to Vicious Vicky. So overall, it, it was a great night. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I hope you come back to Wildwood again soon because you know I'll, I'll be there. Probably more people next time. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for for uh, that review. I really appreciate it, man. And. Uh, and the ending there with Danny, I want to say the ending there with Danny Morrison and, and Crowbar embracing at the end of the show was really awesome. And, 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 and the backstory behind it is great, too, because, you know, Danny Morrison was the ISW champion uh, for a while and then got hurt, was out for a year. He came back at that show you were at, uh, Marty, against Val Venus. Uh, many people didn't yeah. know he re-injured himself his first match back. So he's been out since then. So this is his really this past weekend was really his first match back. Now, Danny loves Wildwood like I love Wildwood. I don't know if you're listening to last week's episode, uh, but yeah, I uh, it meant I know it meant a lot to him to main event the Wildwood Convention Center. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was extra special, man. And 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 I, I agree with everything you said with TKM and Kalitri, those two guys, man. I I can watch those guys wrestle each other all day long, and they they actually absolutely destroyed it in that steel cage match. And, uh, yeah, yeah man, I, I really appreciate the firsthand feedback. What, what was the, uh, energy like in the crowd? Now, I know we had the, 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 the chilling pineapple mascot running around with the kids and I sent Sandman out there and, and came the kid that was talking on the mic. But uh, yeah. did you guys, was at any point you guys thinking, shit, is this show going to go off or not? Or, what, what, what was what was it? I mean, no. I was thinking that. No, I I think everybody was pretty confident it was going to go on, and there the ring was never empty, and the pineapple got a much larger crowd response than I thought it would when I first saw him. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then like, he yeah, was that's cool. If I get the opportunity, if I get the opportunity to go back next year. I won't book any wrestlers, uh, any wrestling stars. I'll just get the pineapple and save, like, $5,000, you know? Yeah, or come out and have Crowbar, like, <laughs> you know, do, do, like, a power bomb on the pineapple or something. Uh, but, yeah, like, but the energy in the crowd was good. Uh, a lot of kids there, which, you know, what you want. We're all still kids at heart when we think about wrestling. And they were really into it. Uh, Maven, man, what, what a great heel he is. And he grabbed the microphone like, there wasn't a lot of talk from wrestlers on a microphone, but Maven did, and he should because he's awesome. And he was getting it to, the, like, the, the F2 section, and he was getting everybody going. Uh, so everybody – it seemed like everybody was there just for a good time to be entertained, and I don't think anybody went home disappointed. I certainly didn't. Awesome, man. Thank you. 
No problem. All right, uh, I'll weigh in, and then I got a roll. Um, really tough. I think Michaels and Hart. I my favorite iterations of both of them are actually with tag team. I love Brett mm-hmm. with the heel Hart Foundation, not face, because you got to have Jimmy in there stirring it, and you got to have Anvil there. Uh, I love Shawn Michaels with the Rockers. It's really tough. Um, Rick there from Canada almost got me swaying over to Sean. Overall, though, Brett to me is just more believable when I watch. He believes it. He's taking this really seriously. So, so am I as the viewer. Whether I'm rooting for him or against him, the respect is there throughout the match, no matter what. He or face doesn't matter. So, my vote is for Brett Hart, barely. Sean was great. I absolutely love that breakdown because in the end, at the end of the day, it comes down to believability as a fan. We know it's a work, but we want to believe. And if you're saying you're choosing Brad Hart because he made you believe more, I think that's, I think that's a great breakdown and a great uh, way to analyze the difference between these two performers. Yeah. Big time. But like I said, it's still close, but um, anyway, I am uh, going back to work tomorrow. So this will be my last phone call for a while, but I love talking to you guys, and I'll still be listening every week. So Sounds good. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, see you. All right. This great debate has raged on. People have made great points and counterpoints, and we have one caller left on hold. We'll let him weigh in, and then we'll break it down. Tommy, I can't wait to hear you uh, break down the difference between these two performers and see if I can get you – Uh, to choose one side or another. But up next is a guy who earlier in today's show was was compared to one of these performers. And Tommy himself said, uh, if you had to go with the showmanship and the attitude of Shawn Michaels comes to our callers, this would be our HBK. It's time for Total with Tom. Tom, good morning, sir. Welcome to the great debate. Who's better, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? I can't wait to hear your take. You do realize when I call up Busted Open, they put me right on. Like, I don't wait at all. I call on this show, and I sit on hold for 20 minutes listening to 8-year-old kids and Columbo talk about nothing for 20 minutes. Look, this is all we're talking about today. We're talking about the greatest wrestler in history right now, and that's the ISPW heavyweight champion Richard Holiday. The guy has just defeated Brian Myers, Bull James, and Crowbar twice in a span of one month. He's all that should be on everyone's thoughts right now. You put him with Dave LaGreca at the 25th anniversary show in Totowa? Hey, I'm sorry, Danny. Danny Morrison, I'm a fan of yours, but I don't like your chances. This is all about holiday. So I got to add a third category to my tally here. Is that what you're telling me, Toto, Tom? He hung up. That's the way he does things. He is the ISPW super (laughs) fan, Tommy. I don't know. uh, I love it. I don't know if he's on the payroll or not. If he's not, keep it that way. But if he is, he's definitely out there promoting your stuff. Hey, real quickly, before we we weigh in on our our picks, and and, and I'm I'm literally – torn who to pick, but I'm going to pick someone for you. I, I just want to make mention while we're on the topic of ISPW, we have, uh, last night, we announced our lineup 
uh, our complete lineup of the 25th anniversary show. Again, it's taking place on Friday evening, September the 29th at the Totua PAL in Totua, New Jersey, 7.30 p.m. bell time. It's the eve of 90s Wrestling Con. Uh, and the main event will be for the ISPW heavyweight title when Richard Holiday with Dave LeGreca defends the title against the superstar Danny Morrison. Check this one out. Uh, you're going to like this one, Jumpin' Jay. We're going to have an old-fashioned dog collar match. Bull James, who is Ooh. 2-0 in ISPW in dog collar matches, he might have met his match this time because he's going to be across the ring hooked up to a dog collar with Alpha Jr., the Samoan Storm Battle of the Big Guys in a dog collar match at the 25th anniversary show. How about this one, Jumpin' Jay? Maven, for the last year and a half, has been bullying and picking on ISPW ring announcer Rich Reed. Well, yesterday, if you go on the ISPW social media, ISPW Wrestling on all platforms, Rich Reed has had it, Jumpin' Jay, and he has challenged Maven to a tuxedo match at the 25th anniversary ISPW. So it's going to be Maven and Rich Reed in a tuxedo match. For the ISPW Tri-State title, the shining star, Ray Kalitri will go one-on-one with Crowbar for the first time ever. Now, last week, Crowbar was against Richard Holiday last Thursday. Kalitri came in at the end trying to cash in his briefcase was unsuccessful, but wound up costing Crowbar the title and destroyed him after the match. So that sets up those two guys for the 25th anniversary show on September the 29th. Also, for the ISPW women's title, Vicious Vicky defends the title against the gift of Gab, Gabby Ortiz. This match is important on this show because our first show back, Jumpin' Jay, which is about two years ago, uh, in a couple of days, was headlined by Vicious Vicky versus Gabby Ortiz. So it's a mm. full circle moment, those two going at it at the 25th anniversary. A grudge match. We'll see the Phoenix GKM go one-on-one with Sean Donovan. Donovan, once again, showed up last Thursday night at ISPW and attacked GKM. So this is the second time he's showed back up and attacked them. Those two will go at it. Uh, also, a six-man elimination match. Another big uh, news item from last Thursday's show. Uh, Anthony and Joe Clean. Uh, shocked the world by capturing the ISPW tag team titles from the now. Now the titles switched back two days after uh, back in Wildwood, but Michael Mars has been brought into this mix. Now Michael Mars has not been booked on the last couple of ISPW shows. Uh, two shows back he came out. It was actually Anthony against Joe Clean. He destroyed both of those guys. Last week he inserted himself uh, as their tag team partner and they, they won the belts together, all three of them, and uh, they lost them back again two nights later, and now Michael Mars, and he's bullying around Anthony and Joe Clean. The now has added TJ Epics to their side. So it's going to be a six-man elimination match uh, at the 25th anniversary show when the now and TJ Epics take on Anthony, Joe Clean, and Michael Mars. Also, uh, the, the winner, Andy Weinberg, returns to ISPW with the winner's circle, he will have on a bunch of ISPW legends, including Ace Darling, Judas Young, and more surprises. Also, Lance Anawahi, who's red hot right now, is in Japan as we speak. Uh, he returns to the States and will take on former ISPW heavyweight champion. Also now, the number one contender for the ISPW title, Justin Carino, at last week's show, Jumpin' Jay. 
brought his son, the little Justin, out with him. It was by far uh, the most special moment on the show and maybe ever in ISPW. Uh, Leo Sparrow goes one-on-one with Joey Ace. And to round out the 25th anniversary show, the ISPW Hall of Fame induction with H.C. Luke. H.C. Uh, Luke will get inducted into the ISPW Hall of Fame. Sergeant Slaughter and Tito Santana, Jumpin' Jay, will also be in the house. Again, this all takes place on Friday evening, September 29th, ISPW 25 at the Totua PAL in Totua, New Jersey. The following night on September following morning, September the 30th, we'll be at Rockaway Town Square Mall in Rockaway, New Jersey for 90s Wrestling Con featuring Kevin Nash, Lex Luger, Team 3D, Scott Steiner, Sergeant Slaughter, and more. More information on that, head over to 90swrestlingcon.com for more information on ISPW and tickets for the 25th anniversary show. Head over to ispwwrestling.com. So much big stuff for ISPW, man. I, I love the fact that no matter what big show you've had, you keep moving forward and keep having bigger and better shows. That card that you just read off for the 25th, uh, anniversary show is absolutely amazing, followed by an incredible 90s wrestling con. Uh, one big thing after another for you and ISPW, man. I'm always impressed. Uh, and so just congratulations, man. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much, man. Like I said, the the, the, the grind and the hustle never stops. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're done with the Wildwood show, but there's no time to celebrate us being able to pull that event off and and, uh, and and reminisce about it because we got a big, big month of September. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just the grind doesn't stop, man. It never stops. Well, I'm so excited for you, man. And I'm excited for this moment because we've put it off long enough. You've got such a brain for the business, and you look at things from a fan's perspective. You look at things from a promoter's perspective. So I'm going to put you on the spot in a few seconds and ask you to settle this great debate in your opinion who's better, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, but some quick uh, facts from today's show. When it comes to the callers, five people weighed in for Bret the Hitman Hart. Only one, Rick from Canada, turned his back on his countrymen and went for Shawn Michaels. Facebook page, it's a little different, uh, a little more even, but still, Bret Hart has the nod. According to our Facebook poll, Bret Hart sits at about 28 votes, with Shawn Michaels coming in around 15 so over a 10-vote lead uh, on Facebook. And according to the Google machine, not that this matters and not that it's even, uh, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but according to the Google machine, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart locked horns 100 times, which seems like a perfect round number. So I don't know if it's believable, but they face each other 100 times. Bret Hart winning 76 of those matchups. 76% of the time when they went head-to-head in the squared circle, Bret Hart wins. There was 15 draws and only nine wins for Shawn Michaels. That's according to the Google machine. Not that win-loss matters in someone's opinion. But Tommy, when it comes to you in the great debate this morning, if you could only pick one right now, who's better, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? Again, it's like flavor of ice cream, right? So I I love strawberry ice cream, but I also love vanilla ice cream. I love all ice cream. I'm a big guy. You've seen seen me several times. I love love ice cream. But I guess it's a matter of personal preference. So 
Uh, like I said, it, it's so tough to pick because uh, both their bodies of work are extremely similar, and they are both iconic, huge names. So I, I think if I have to, if I have to pick, so uh, I think personally for me it would be Shawn Michaels. Uh, personally, I, 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 I love his work. I loved everything about him. Uh, like some of the earlier callers said, he's more flamboyant and 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 high energy, and he's able to, you know, transform characters where Brett pretty much was the same character all the time. Sean showed his uh, diversity and was able to do different things, like the Generation X being a goof or being a heel and being extremely serious. Or I mean, he just I guess Brett was. I mean, Sean had more opportunities to expand his his character and body of work than Brett did possibly. But uh I just had Brett the Hitman Hart at eighties Wrestling Con this past May and I know Jay you were there uh firsthand mm-hmm. and saw that there was a line for Brett Hart that literally never ended. Uh right. to the point where I had him I had him booked to be there from eleven in the morning till uh two in the afternoon. I mean, no, no, it wasn't no, 10 in the morning. I'm sorry, 10 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. So I had him scheduled for four hours. And Bret Hart did not leave that building to after 6 o'clock at night. Um, I've never seen, and I've promoted so many events in, in my life, whether it be conventions or autograph signings or live events. I've never seen anything quite like that before and, and, and neither has a lot of people and, and, and people said they've seen Brett at other events where the lines was nothing like that but for this event uh, it was like it was like the Beatles were there it was like Elvis was there it was really and, and you know firsthand you saw it Jay it was just a different feeling mm-hmm. uh, to that so me just going by the experience and I would love to have Sean to see uh, I, I would love to love to have Sean to see what it would be like as well but just going off of what I personally know, because I the only interaction I ever had with Shawn Michaels, I actually when I was a kid, I was at the Meadowlands Arena, and I was me and my mom were sitting near where uh, the side locker room was, so some of the wrestlers would walk out and peek and check on the matches. And at the time, Shawn Michaels was just in the rockers; so he was he was they were just brand new, uh, and he came over and he signed my program for me. So I remember that as a kid. So that's mm-hmm. another reason why. I personally, I personally picked Shawn Michaels because he was kind enough as a as me as a little kid to come over and sign my program for me when he didn't have to. Uh, but as far as just promoter wise goes, experience goes, I, I have to. It's so tough. I, I'm going to give the nod to Brett, but Shawn Michaels is just absolutely tremendous, one of the greatest ever. And like I said, you could flip a coin with my answer really. Uh, but if I had to be put on the spot, I, I'd say Brett only because. Uh, of my personal experience and seeing how unbelievably over he was. That's fair, man. That's a fair assessment. I like that answer. As a fan, maybe you're leaning towards Shawn Michaels, but as a promoter and and having dealt with him personally, you got to give the nod to Bret Hart. Like you said, it could come down to the flip of a coin. And the reason that I wanted to have this debate this morning is I saw an interview with Al Snow. And Al Snow is one of these guys who you can tell just absolutely loves the pro wrestling industry. And he was asked this very question, who's better, Bret Hart 
or Shawn Michaels, and he had a very tough time answering it. So, you know, when somebody who's involved in the industry knows both men personally, knows the impact both men has had on the industry, has a tough time answering it, you know it's a tough question. And Al Snow, his answer made me realize he looks at wrestling a little bit differently, and I absolutely love it. His answer was, if you look at the both of them, Bret Hart was better at making us believe he was trying to win, while Shawn Michaels was better at making us believe he was trying not to lose. Now, those two things may sound like the same thing, but if you really break down what he's saying, they're completely different ways to approach pro wrestling. Bret Hart, very serious, always kind of the underdog, always trying to make every move matter, always trying to make the viewer believe he was trying to win the match. Shawn Michaels, better at bumping, better at selling, better at making us believe he's in jeopardy of losing that match. And he made us believe that he was trying everything he could do to not lose and to come out with a victory. So kind of broke it down that way, and it kind of blew my mind to hear Al Snow talk about it. If I had to choose right now which one I think is a better pro wrestler, I would give the nod to Bret Hart. But like you said, it's a flip of a coin, and that's why these debates are so much fun to have. And at the end of today's show, according to the listeners of this podcast, in a head-to-head, who's better? They're choosing Bret Hart. Yeah, man, like I said, it's again, it's a matter of personal preference. Uh, if, if you flip the coin with my answer, what everyone picked up would be okay with me. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I think that, uh, we, I mean, everyone has spoken. It seems like Bret Hart has uh, has won and, and won by a fair share, at least today here on the on the podcast. I'd love, I'd love to uh, do this again, this topic. And imagine doing it with everyone that was in the business, whether it be independent wrestlers, former WWE stars. Mm-hmm. We got like 15, 20 guys and, and did a poll within people in the business. I wonder what the uh, – I wonder what the uh, results would be on that. Well, maybe you could uh, pull some strings, get some ISPW talent uh, on a show one morning. We could ask them because it'd be interesting because then the, the question also becomes who influenced you more? Because every wrestler today was influenced by these two guys watching them. And so it'd be interesting to see what guys who have become performers think when you ask them the same question. That's a that's a really that's a really good idea and a really good topic. I'm sure that I can uh, I'm sure that we can make that happen in a future episode for sure. I look forward to that, and I look forward to us doing other debates. There's probably other performers that we could put in a head-to-head who's better question and have some really good discussion. Uh, and so I, I'm thrilled with how today went. Lots of good people weighing in on a good subject, and yeah, like you said, as of today, according to our show. At least for right now, our listeners say Bret Hart is a is a better pro wrestler, but who knows where the conversation will lead in the future. Hey, man, I, I really enjoyed today's topic, and I, I think that we should do it again next week. And I think that an awesome topic, and I would love to hear everyone's opinions on this. How about next week we do a topic and we say who is more important to the wrestling business? Or who's a bigger star in the however you want to word it, who's a bigger star, Stone Cold Steve Austin or Hulk Hogan? Oh my word. That's that's a that's a hot topic, brother. Let's do it. Next week, who made a bigger impact in the world of pro wrestling? Hogan Austin, who was better, Hogan Austin. Yeah, we'll come up with how to word it, but those are two big names 
that really, really drove the wrestling industry in their respective timelines. I, I think I think just alone, just the, what you just said, that who had a bigger impact in the industry, I think that's the perfect way to, to word it. So that's going to be the topic for next week right here on 80s Wrestling the Podcast. Who had a bigger influence in the wrestling business? Was it Hulk Hogan or was it Stone Cold Steve Austin? We're going to find out next week right here on 80s Wrestling the Podcast.